Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And as we talk about our mastery We are talking about the return of the Divine Feminine. There is a great spiritual awakening happening on our planet, and it is a return to Christ Consciousness. And my next guest is here today to remind us that no matter what is happening in the outer world, we are here to connect with our higher self where all healing takes place. Kaya Ra is here, and she is living proof that we can heal from anything in our lives and truly birth our heart's desire. Kaya Ra is here to share on the Sophia Codes and how you, too, can embody your higher self. Uh, Kaya Ra, thank you so much, and welcome to Quantum Conversations. Thank you, Lauren. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here with you today and with your beautiful community. This is going to be a high vibrational experience, so we invite our listeners to sit back and relax and center and come into an allowance to receive some beautiful work that you're going to offer today. I first want to start with your personal story. It is quite extraordinary and you have totally overcome great adversity. And it is controversial, but it sheds light on some of the darkest shadows in our government, in in our leaders, and the truth that's out there. But what we get from it is such an empowering an inspiring story from you, and it truly helps others, especially at these times. It's very chaotic out there, seemingly. Can you share your personal story? You were always connected with spirit, yet you were also a victim of the child rape slave trade. Yes, so we're, I think it would be helpful because it is such a, a large story 
um, perhaps mm-hmm. to be a little bit more, perhaps a, a more precise question so I can best answer where you want to go with this in the interview? Okay, sure. I know this is, it's interesting to talk about. It could be challenging. Here you were involved in something that is in our governments that's out there. That's the truth. And, you know, this is not an easy story to talk about. But you, and it's something that took you to the depths of despair. You were suicidal. So what happened here you were you were saved by divine grace, the Sophia, the divine mother. Yes. Okay. So as um, I shared <clears throat> in my preface of in the preface of my book, the Sophia Code, uh, and it, it it was a really difficult decision to actually share about my personal story, not because. It's hard for me to talk about, um, but because I'm in complete um, integration and acceptance of everything that I chose to experience in this lifetime for for my divine purpose to reach as many people and humanity as possible with this message of the Sophia Code. At this point in my life, I I see Mm -hmm. the perfection in all of it. Um, but as I shared in the preface of my book, The Sophia Code, uh, between the ages of three, I was inducted at the age of three into um, a an order, a Masonic order uh, that was also had military um, a military program connected to it for very advanced children. Um, for the, it, it was a a child rape slave trade for the highest elite in our country that's involved with government officials, uh, very wealthy business people, people that make very powerful decisions about how money is spent and how political decisions and military decisions are made. And so this this child rape slave trade was used. Children were, such as myself, were being raped and tortured in exchange for political power and in exchange for a lot of money, uh, millions and millions of dollars. And I happened, to, the program that I was inducted into, um, I ended up being at the top of that program, and so I was exchanged um, in this program through mul- across multiple state lines, including all of New England, and even being brought to Washington, D.C. for some of the highest um what you would call satanic masonic ceremonies that happen um in the country and my soul uh before i came here on on one level knew that this was part of my mission was to come and be incarnated in, in a position where i could literally through the strength of my soul bear witness to uh, the raping, the murdering of, of the children of our country so that my light would go in and actually bear witness and survive and, and live to tell the truth about this. But it's not, as strange as it might sound, it's not actually my primary purpose is to push against the system that did this to me. And I have every right to do that. I have every right to feel as though that would be my purpose. But <clears throat> what happened is 
because of all my training, all my training and all my other lifetimes, I, I came in very awake. I came in very psychically open. I came, um, as a child, I was already speaking to masters of light such as Jesus and Mother Mary and all the angels and, and they would take care of me. They would put me back together. They, they were all a part of helping me survive, uh, the first 18 years of my life. And in that journey, uh, it was my relationship and my near-death experiences. I died at least 13 times. I've had multiple surgeries. And in those experiences of going to the other side, a lot was shown to me and revealed to me about my future and my future service to humanity. And it was decided by all the high councils that were involved in, in over this incarnation that I'm living that, that I would, I would make it that all of heaven and earth would come together to, to ensure that I would escape and survive and, and live to be, to become the person that I am today to share the Sophia code. Now, <clears throat> You know, in my childhood, in my teenage years, and twenties, and even part of my thirties, I didn't know when I saw these visions that they were showing me of where I would end up going. I didn't know that it was the Sophia code that I was going to be sharing about. That happened. That great commission that was given to me came to me in 2009 when I was living on Mount Shasta, which for many of us that are light workers that are familiar with sacred sites, Mount Shasta is quite honestly, one of the most powerful vortexes on the planet. Um, there's a lot of people that don't understand just how powerful this mountain is as a holy mountain, but we're going to find out in the next 20 years. And so when I was living there in 2009, I, I had a direct experience with the Holy Mother of all life, and I was taken into the light in a very conscious way, um, in a very ordinary way, as I shared my preface. And all of physical reality dissolved when I was taken into the light of God. And I believe in all names of God. I don't believe God has any one name, but I, I believe that God offers us names that help us in whatever we're here to do in this lifetime. And, and what God asked me <laughs> to call her was Sophia. It was, a, it was a divine feminine voice that spoke to the light. It wasn't a, a body or an entity or an angel or something. It was just the light. And the light, um, the source light. And she asked, she said, I am the one divine mother creatrix of all life. And my name is Sophia. And I have a great commission for you to fulfill. And she didn't demand or command that I fulfill it. She asked. She introduced me to her high council of ascended masters who were expert teachers on sovereignty. And they invited me to be a part of this high council and share and give birth to a divine feminine Christ codex called the Sophia Code, which was not only Sophia's love letter to humanity, it would also be a blueprint for humanity's awakening to its sovereign divinity. Now, the reason why the first 18 years of my life were so actually quite perfect for being the messenger of this Divine Feminine Christ Codex is because I lived in absolute slavery to this system. I, there was never a day where I could make a choice um, for myself uh, for the first 18 years of my life. I mean, the abject torture and systemic daily rape and um, abuse and and literally being murdered multiple times but coming back because the Divine kept sending me back. 
um, there's, I was the perfect candidate to bring forth this message. With all my past life training and everything that I survived, it created, um, I became the ultimate kind of testing ground within me of, is this Divine Feminine Christ Codex, does it work? Is it a blueprint for absolute empowerment? Can it literally unravel every last trauma within me, every last, you know, belief system that, that these people tried to instill in me and, and have me believe about myself, of how unworthy I was or, um, you know, how my, my soul didn't belong to me, it belonged to theirs, how I should, you know, kill myself if I, if I ever tell anybody about really, what really happened to me. The, the brainwashing, the, the, the viral codes, very, very intense. I mean, it was like it took everything in me to stay alive, and, you know, for most of my life. And when the, the and yet there was this iron will within me, and I believe that 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 will comes from from a very early age. I was very aware that no matter what I was suffering, that the love within me for divinity, for the divine, for God, for the masters, for the angels, for my higher self, and and really for what I saw as the pure potential of humanity, you know, even even with my abusers, I would always be very confused because I would see the light of God in them as well, and I just couldn't. My innocence was just always in that vibrational state of, yes, I, I absolutely hate what you're doing to me, and I I have nothing but rage about it and absolute grief and sadness that I still see. I still see the light of God within you. And so this was this was intact within me from the beginning, which is pretty unusual. And and as it as I stepped into um my calling, I was I was offering um energy healing and psychic spiritual counseling from a very early age because by the age of twenty six I went through a profound Kundalini awakening and trained with many teachers and began offering a private practice in Boston, Massachusetts and um, I've been practicing as a um, in, in in various ways of making my offerings for for well over well over a decade and um, and in that journey you know, when the, when the, when Sophia came to me and I had this incredible life changing experience with with being brought back into the light not through a near death experience but just in my waking consciousness um, that's when I was able to really begin to see that that these energies that my higher self was bringing here to this planet through my human embodiment in communion with this high council, in communion with Sophia God as a living transmission. And that's what they, and you know, that when they started saying words like that to me, living transmission, um, DNA activations, I was in seclusion. I went into seclusion. I, I wasn't around other New Age teachers or authors where these words eventually became popular as far as, like, how we're talking about different energy streams that are we're working with in this movement at this time. It's like all of this was coming to me in seclusion, and I thought, oh, my God, this is, this is crazy. Mm. Who's ever going to, you know, who's ever going to believe that this is a living transition? Who's ever going to understand this, like, and and yet I just had to keep showing up every day to channeling the Sophia Code, which I did for years. And as I as I went through working with each of the Ascended Master Mentors, Divine Feminine Mentors in this Codex, receiving their at the time I was calling them DNA activations, but 
towards the end of right before we published the book, they came in and they asked me to call them divine feminine Christ initiations. And that word just resonated with me so much more because it's really there are there are absolutely DNA spiritual DNA activations in each of their initiations, but the initiations are so much more than just the DNA activations. The DNA activations are a part of it, but then after we activate the DNA, we need to be mentored by these teachers, these divine feminists and teachers to guide us in how to actually embody what we just activated. So so what happened was I get to experience as all this information was pouring through me to write this book, and which is, by the way, it's only an introductory volume. There's 13 more books coming for this codex for the Divine Feminine Christ movement. And and as I was really, I just committed my entire life to ensuring that the highest vibrant, the crystalline vibration of this codex could come through for the highest and best good of all. Um, I got to witness everything in my life heal. I mean everything. Everything. 18 years of systemic rape and military torture literally mm. dissolve within seven years. I mean, and, I, and there's, let's, let's, I have to be very clear. I showed up to my healing every day. Like there wasn't any other way to do it. It was just, I had to go all the way through all of my feelings and all of my darkness and all of my rage and all of my grief and all of the ways that I could have chose revenge instead of chosen the path that I've chosen, which is divine feminine leadership. It's like, there's no way way out but through. But what happened was by birthing literally through my heart, through my womb, through my blood, sweat, and tears, my prayer every day, birthing this divine feminine Christ codex into the world, what happened was that I discovered that my life's purpose isn't necessarily here to talk about what's been going on for thousands of years here on this planet. Like, what's happening in our current government right now, what, what I experienced in this lifetime is just, mm-hmm. it, it's just another news story about what's been going on in this planet for thousands of years. Okay? This isn't, this isn't some sort of like mm-hmm. big news. The big news is that it's finally being exposed. Um, but really, really what the big news is here and what I've dedicated my life to is that this Divine Feminine Christ Codex is a blueprint for healing it all up, for reconciling ourselves with our sovereign divinity. And it's only by uh, reconciling with our sovereign divinity that we can find the empowerment, the willingness, the courage, and the creativity, the genius creativity of our own Christ consciousness to birth a new paradigm that leaves this old paradigm in the dust. As Jesus said, you know, if there's a town that's not ready to hear the teachings of Christ consciousness, wipe the dust from your feet and keep walking. All right? So what we're here to do is birth a new paradigm that goes beyond any any way that we're going to oppose something. We've been busy opposing for thousands of years. For as long as it's been oppressing us, we've busied ourselves with uh, defending ourselves against it. And... As we have all seen, we're still in the midst of that. Nothing has, we've made progress, but nothing has really changed. The real change can only happen through the divine summoning Christ consciousness where we wake up to the truth that we are each holograms of the one holy mother of all life, who's the absolute creatrix of all life, and that we are holograms of her Holy Spirit, and that we can each uh, burst 
for this new consciousness and new paradigms and new solutions through our body, hearts, and minds together as the one body of Christ. So although I could spend the rest of my life talking about what happened in the first 18 years of my life, and I have every right to do so, the only reason I chose to go public with my story, well, there were several reasons. The first reason was it, it, because I realized my story was in service to the movement. So if I went public with this, um, it was only because it was it would be a testimony to the power of this divine feminine Christ codex. It, can, it doesn't matter what's happened, it can heal it. If you're willing to mentor with these divine feminine ascended masters, I know because I've seen it all. I've been murdered. I've seen the murder of others. I was tortured and raped for 18 years. I know this works. It's like, Anybody can come to the table with me and say, well, what about what this happened to me? And it's just like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. And I know you have the power within you to heal your, your relationship with life. I know you have the power within you to become the birther you came here to be. Whether you're a man or a woman, I'm saying that word birther to you because that's what we all are here. So, and then the second reason I chose to share the, the truth of the first half of my life was, um, because there are so many women and men, actually, that come to me who have experienced similar memories of being inducted into groups like this or or even just are just even being you know, raped by members of their own family um, or extended family, and they're devastated because rape is devastating. Rape consciousness is literally designed to um, disable and disempower our souls at the very core of our soul. So when we're when we are humanity is facing some of its greatest healing I and mean, reconciliation with divine feminine, what we're partly in the journey of is the reconciliation of um, of releasing rape consciousness as a teacher for us about how powerful we are. And that's a that's a whole other show that we could go into with that. But um Ultimately, I share that story for those two reasons in service to the movement. Definitely not for my pride and vanity. It would be definitely much better if, <laughs> much easier on me if nobody knew about that. Mm. But I, I made, I made the heroic choice to share anyways because I knew it was in service to the movement and I knew it was in service to all of those souls that I just, I just want everybody to know you're not alone. Not only are you not alone, but there, but you can do it. You can heal your life no matter how hard it is, no matter how much you want to kill yourself because of how ashamed you are of what happened to you, no matter what kind of eating disorders or, you know, bankruptcy or abusive relationships you're in, I can tell you straight up, you can walk away from any addiction, you can walk away from any choice to harm yourself, and you can walk into the light and power fire and truth of your own Holy Spirit that nobody can touch no matter what's happened to you. Your innocence is invincible and they could never touch it. And so that's, you know, and that's what we talk about that a lot in the Sophia Code is the invincibility of every, of the, of the divine quality of innocence that each of us have within us. And, and that same innocence actually exists within the perpetrators. And, and that's, a, again, a whole nother conversation in Christ consciousness for another show, but, you know, divine feminine Christ consciousness is a radical consciousness. It's radical. 
And we're just at the very beginning stages in humanity's collective consciousness where we can start to um, explore what Jesus and Mary Magdalene were attempting to teach at that time when they walked the earth. And, and we have an opportunity with this global spiritual awakening that's happening right now that we can start to talk about these topics in a really unique and new way. And it couldn't be a better time to start engaging with these conversations when there's just so much that we're having to be present to in our current global crises. Yes, yes. Um, I think I heard today three-quarters of the people of the planet are in a state of angst. And so, oh, that's part of the awakening process. And this is going on underway. My goodness, Kaya, this this story is absolutely incredible. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what we can do to show up in the divine feminine movement, whether we're male or female. There is something going on in our in our nation and in our world, yet we have to be very careful that we're not fighting against anything. And this is really what you were talking about in this connection where we're invincible. It's our sovereign divinity. So maybe you could talk really about what that means and what is the best way to take on or be um, a part of this divine feminine movement. Okay, so there's two stages when when we're talking about divine feminine Christ awakening. The first stage is the reconciliation stage. The first stage is when a spiritual seeker awakens to the journey of how much there is within them to reconcile with about the grief, the anger, the rage, um, the depression, perhaps stagnation, the the uh, uh, an imbalanced relationship of fear and anxiety that needs to be reconciled with before anyone can really understand how to live a divine feminine approach to life. So, how do we rec- how What's the process of reconciliation? The first is to become aware and awake that we are literally transmuting all of our lifetimes simultaneously within this lifetime. That's no small task. All of the ways that that um, you felt wounded or traumatized for the, the beautiful divine light that you carry here in human form on this planet. We've gone through at least 30,000 years, if not much longer, of patriarchal rule here on this planet where the divine feminine voice and the approach to life has been deeply persecuted. And so many light workers right now at this time are waking up to, wow, when is the healing ever going to end? How many layers do I have to get through? And what I mentor people in um, in the, the, the Sophia curriculum and the work that I do is stop counting. Just stop counting. We're, this is an extraordinary lifetime. And it's a lifetime where we are literally being called into so much self-mastery. And that self-mastery is based on a zero-point stillness that we can find within us of how much love, how much presence, 
how much forgiveness and self-forgiveness and self-acceptance and self-reconciliation can I allow for myself on this journey without any destination? How much patience, presence, compassion, and unconditional love am I available to offer to myself every day? Not just once in a while, every day. And in that journey, mm-hmm. what's happening is as you heal something with your husband or with your child or at your job, if you're truly present to what's being healed there, all of those people or energies are also being healed out in your other lifetimes, in your parallel lifetimes. In the Sophia Cosmology, we talk about all lifetimes happening as parallel lifetimes. Uh, the only reason why we'd ever talk about it as past or future or present is because we live in a time-space continuum where we're expected to speak in a, in a linear format. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But, but if you truly look at quantum reality, it's all happening at the same time. So part of the what we Kuan Yin initiates us in in Chapter 11 is the Sophia Code. It's like self-compassion is absolutely essential for your spiritual journey in this lifetime. And as we learn how to, in the Sophia Code, parent ourselves, um, forgive ourselves with Isis, learning how to parent ourselves with, with Kuan Yin and Mother Mary, learning how to tap into the truth of quantum reality with Hathor and what we're healing across all dimensional realities, learning how to let go of our attachments to suffering with Green Tara as Key Code 3, learning how to step into our self-mastery with Mary Magdalene as Key Code 5, uh, learning how to begin to think about our destiny as something that isn't coming from outside of ourselves, but a promise that we make to ourselves in initiations of C-Code 4, learning how to command the miracles that White Buffalo Woman is initiating us to step into as C-Code 7. It's just an extraordinary blueprint where we are literally walking through not just our reconciliation of all of our very hard human feelings about all we've experienced in all of our lifetimes, including this one, but then then when we clear enough space within us and we begin to download and activate our divine genome, which is called the Sophia Code, and anchor more and more of our higher self-light because we've committed to this reconciliation process within us, then we get to understand what living a divine feminine approach to life really is about. And what it's really about is a radically courageous, ingenious, creative approach to life, a deeply receptive, allowing, and very vulnerable approach to life, that what we are here to offer is literally an embodiment of our divine feminine intuition served by the divine masculine Christ active principle within us which takes divinely guided action based on the, the divine feminine intuition that we're receiving on a daily basis through the consciousness of our higher self speaking to our human awareness. And this is the process that we were walked through in ancient, in ancient mystery schools. Um, it, was a, it was a whole process of purification, clearing out the old, preparing the temple space of the body to then receive the power of the Holy Spirit, higher self uh, Sophia consciousness within the body, learning how to integrate such a high vibration and anchor it to the divine genome within the human body, and then learning how to actually embody that and um, and how to engage with others as well as create a relationship with life that's co-creative, allowing, 
surrendering, and responsive, not reactive. We're talking about a journey of mastery, a very beautiful approach of living life from your heart, your heart's guidance. And given how much we came here to reconcile with and how much we came here to transmute, And how much we came here to birth and create because the highest forms of divine feminine embodiment is the birthing creative process where we don't look to the outer world to inform us about what it is we're here to birth. Okay, so a lot of people are looking at the political system right now and saying, wow, I wonder what I'm here to do about it. Mm -hmm. Better question. Look within your heart and find out what your role is according to your heart's desire and purpose for what your heart wants to birth here on earth. It might look very different than reacting to what's happening in the world around you. And that can be disorienting really disorienting for people because they would think, well, if it's not in in you know reaction to what's happening, how could it be purposeful? Don't worry about it. It's none of your business. Your heart knows your business. Your higher self knows your business. And this is one of the things we're working through with the initiates in the Sophia Code curriculum right now. It's like the human awareness is only capable of understanding so much about the divine plan for each of our lives that's unfolding through the power of our higher selves in direct communion with our source. Our human awareness is here to surrender to a greater power within us, our own divinity, our own higher self. So when we're talking about a divine approach to divine feminine approach to life, it's the clearing out of the space within us so that we can become humble enough to the divinity within us that wants to guide us, take care of us, lead us, and show us what we're really here to birth beyond our little ideas about who we are and what we're capable of. So if we want to have a truly quantum conversation about quantum reality, we need to rest in the sanctuary and the omniscient awareness of our higher self-presence and consciousness that can literally be downloaded in ever-increasing measure into our human bodies and into our human awareness through this divine genome called the Sophia Code, the crystalline chromosomes that exist within everybody in equal measure uh, which is the good news that the sacred text the Sophia Code is offering each of us. So when you ask me um, how can we, how, what can we do to show up to the divine feminine movement, that would be a very general response. Uh, however, mm-hmm. I can only speak about what it is that I'm here doing. <laughs> and what I'm here doing is I'm here presenting an actual blueprint for how to mentor with a, with divine feminine ascended masters who have who have walked populations through these same movements at other times on this planet, they're here to actually mentor us in how we can embody our higher selves to do our movement in our golden age because that's really what we're here to do is birth a new golden age. And what Sophia has asked me to call this golden age is the next golden age of miracles. It will be, it's, it's called miracles first because it's going to take a lot of miracles for us to reconcile how many global crises uh, we are currently faced with in our environment um, in, in, in just about every aspect of our human experience. But it's also being hailed as the, as the age of miracles because 
we're, we are poised at a, at a time where if enough people receive these initiations from the, from the Divine Feminine Ascended Masters and truly step into this mentorship um, with masters that are, are literally here to, to mentor and guide us in how to do this in a way that can actually be done because they've done it before, which will also begin to call in other very powerful energies from across the universe that can, that can also assist us in how we're going to birth this new paradigm. If enough people are initiated, what's going to happen is they talk about it in the Bible from a very different perspective, but they talk about the one body of Christ. And, and how we talk about it in the Sophia Code is the one body of Sophia Christ. And so with enough people initiated and being mentored by these Ascended Masters that have gone ahead of us to show us how to walk in a good way, how to be this powerful, how to lead a movement like this, what's happening is we're going to all show up to play our roles. Not the roles we think we're supposed to play, like we talked about a few minutes earlier. We're all going to show up to the roles that we agreed to play according to the destiny that each of us wrote in our hearts before we ever showed up. So we have to be willing to be mm-hmm. humble enough and powerful enough to show up to that role. There's a lot of people that have a lot of different ideas about what their role is. Your heart and your higher self knows the role that you're here to play. And that role, is not only is it going to help the whole world, but first it's going to heal up your whole life. <laughs> and it's going to lead you to live in your greatest happiness and your greatest fulfillment of what you really want to do uh, in this lifetime. And so this blueprint that's being offered in the Sophia Code is that, and it's already happening, it's, it's extraordinary. The book has only been released for, I think, seven or eight months at the most. It's because it became an international bestseller in four days. It's become an international phenomenon in only months. And we have initiates all over the world. So this, this is a, this is a, it's not just a divine feminine movement that we are uh, pioneering, all, all of us that are doing this together. It's a divine feminine Christ movement. And the Ascended Masters asked me to speak very, to speak that word very, very clearly into the consciousness of this movement. And I was very hesitant at first because there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of Christians that have a lot of feelings about that. And yet what we are doing at this time is we are reconciling that we've had beautiful divine masculine Christ figures walking the earth, uh, such as Buddha, uh, such as Jesus. And now it's time to remember and recognize that we also have divine feminine Christ masters who have walked the earth as well. And that as we celebrate both, which this codex does, we are reconciling the fullness of Christ consciousness within ourselves first and for all of humanity. Further, what this codex is presenting is that this particular universe and this particular planet is literally designed on a divine feminine blueprint. If you look at how nature regenerates itself, if you look at uh, the, the, the sacred geometries of how life is birthed and regenerated um, here in this universe, here on this planet. Part of our reconciliation at this time is how to take in this divine feminine, this holy divine mother consciousness into our human awareness so that we can come back into right relationship 
with how the natural systems here uh, most powerfully flow, both in our physical reality and, and with the elements in our, and in our emotional reality. When we approach it through a divine feminine approach, we then can see how that, those divine masculine energies that have been taken out of context and put into a patriarchal it's also the reclaiming of those divine masculine energies that are in service to this divine feminine blueprint for this universe and how that incredible synergy and harmonious resonance of these, how these two aspects of Christ consciousness work together is really going to be our, our inner salvation and our unification as the one body of Sophia Christ. Okay, so beautiful. I know your words are really calming to the listeners today. We have some comments rolling in that they're very soothing. Can you go over, you did mention a few of the Ascended Masters, the mentoring with the Masters in the Sophia Dragon Tribe, and there's uh, eight or seven that you primarily work with. Can you go over those quickly? Absolutely, I would love to. So, uh, first of all, just so that everybody's clear, this particular High Council of Ascended Masters consists of countless Ascended Masters, too many to count. And when when the Sophia Dragon Tribe speaks as one voice, that's called Key Code 333 of the Sophia Code Cosmology. And everybody speaks as one voice on behalf of the Sophia Christ teachings coming through the Codex. Now, what happened for the first introductory volume is that uh, we had eight divine feminine Christ embodiments that wanted to share their teachings in this introductory volume to initiate humanity's collective consciousness that it was safe to now embrace um, Christ consciousness uh, at this time on the planet. So we're given a blueprint. The first seven bear human faces. We know them through their direct um, engagement here with humanity. And many of them lived extraordinary human lifetimes, uh, leading movements in their own golden ages. So this is what was so unique and inspiring to me about the Sophia Dragon Child when they, when Sophia, uh, approached me to be the oracle, the ordained oracle for this, this high council. I was fascinated by the humanity the human piece, the human story, the human element that inspired me to know that no matter what I was suffering from, I could be, I could, in, I could in live my life the way they live their life on earth. And so what we get to go on this incredible journey of in section two of the Sophia Code, we meet Isis and we, we get to meet uh, this beautiful, many people think of Isis as a, as a beautiful Egyptian goddess or a deity. In the Sophia Code, we talk about them as beings uh, that we are sovereign equals with. So we're not worshiping any of these ascended masters as deities above us. We are being mentored by them as equals. Okay, They walked ahead of us uh, to show us the way. And so we get to meet Isis, and she's key code one of the Sophia Code, and her Sophia title is She of a Thousand Names. Because Isis was such a powerful leader, divine feminine leader in her time, she bore many names of acclaim and celebration. Uh, just her, her followers were just so proud of who she was. So they hailed her by many names. And so that's where she comes to us, where she is reflecting to us how many 
beautiful names of God and celebration, names of celebration that we are here to receive from her and from the whole council and from God, Sophia is, is herself, that we are we are truly made in her image and likeness and therefore worthy of all the names of God as well. And then we get to meet Isis's mentor, Hathor, in uh, Key Code 2. The numbering, the sequence of the numbering goes beyond any linear sequence, so it's not per se in a linear order. Key Code 2 with Hathor, uh, extraordinary divine feminine Christ figure. Hathor uh, was absolutely in human form. Uh, in, in ancient Kemet, and she was doing multidimensional uh, divine feminine leadership, opening up stargates, working with star nations, uh, training initiates how to tap into their unlimited creative birthing potential on the planet in such a way that um, I think a lot of like, advanced lightworkers on this, on this call could probably really relate to. If you've ever felt as though your body could shapeshift or if you've ever felt as though wow, I just wish I knew how to remember how to levitate or put my hands through the wall or physical reality or cause things to levitate. It's like, Hathor is your mentor because that's what she was literally teaching thousands of people how to do, which was to access the true quantum nature of reality and where physical reality has no hold over you, but you can be fully embodied within physical reality to create at will. So she's she's a fascinating mentor for mentoring us in our unlimited creative potential, as well as the power of our voice. And the Maha, the oldest, the most ancient being that we're we're receiving in this just this introductory volume as far as with the human face is Green Tara. And most of us know Green Tara from the Tibetan Buddhist um, spiritual tradition and her 21 emanations, which include white Tara and green Tara, I mean, excuse me, golden Tara, red Taras. Um, and we get to meet Tara, and, and we get to meet all of these Ascended Master mentors from a, from a perspective, from an out, well, they want us to meet them outside of the religious context that we know them from. So when I first started channeling Mother Mary, and really being with her inside this living transmission, she kept affirming to me over and over again, I want to meet with you eye to eye and heart to heart. Don't put me on a pedestal. Now, when she's saying that, she's not saying don't disrespect me. I mean, I don't even know how it's possible in the presence of Mother Mary. She's, or any of these divine feminists and masters, it's awe, it's awe-inspiring what it feels like to be in their presence. There's nothing, it commands respect. But, what they're doing in that beautiful presencing of who they really are is it's elevating us to resonate with them and see ourselves in that same light. We are literally being mentored by their vibrational resonance of how to accept our own divinity, how to kick out the viral codes to say that we're less than our divinity and how to install the programs through our higher self-presence that we are actually divinity in human form. So when we're working with Green Tara, she invited me to uh, really work with all of the ways that she has been presented through the Buddhist cosmology, but to present, in essence, a new Buddhist canon of how to work with um, with her sacred mantras and with her 21 emanations. And it's an extraordinary way to meet Green Tara. She's fascinating, fascinating master of light to work with. And then we, we move into a space, and those first three masters are just like, Wow, they are truly, they really bring in the quantum heat 
of purification and helping us get super real about how powerful we are in a very short amount of time. And that it's our own responsibility to step into our own divine feminine creative power. And then we, we come into this really deep heart space with Mother Mary of Key Code 4, She of a Thousand Roses, where it's really gentle heart energy, yet we also get to meet Mother Mary as this extraordinary teacher who is here to teach us about our personal power, the power of our voice, having healthy boundaries, and how to step into our destiny the way she did at the time that she was walking the earth, which was not an easy time to do in the feminine form. So we start to touch in with Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene, who is another exceptional mentor for the time that we're living in, and, and really touch into the humanity. Because I think out of all, all of the mentors, they represent, along with Kuan Yin, the, the most human connection that we have to these ascended masters. And so um, there's Mother Mary, there's Mary Magdalene, and we meet Kuan Yin. And I have to say that the 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 personal story that comes through with Kuan Yin was the most moving chapter for me to write in the Codex. Uh, I, I I can't read that chapter without crying. I feel so deeply honored that I I had I was given the great privilege of sharing her personal story, um, which has never been written in this way, uh, and it's just so moving to me that we get to meet Kuan Yin and all of her humanism and all of her glory in this very, this movie reads, this, the chapter reads like a movie. And then we get to touch into the, the beauty and the power of White Buffalo Woman, uh, who is key code seven in the Sophia Code. And although White Buffalo Woman, we, we only meet her in, in her human form for this, this pivotal moment in time here in North America, um, she declares herself as a divine feminine Christ figure across the ages. And she, she's giving us new prophecies about the time that we're living in and our own destiny to fulfill these prophecies as commander, commanders of miracles um, and how she's mentoring us into to awakening to the lineages um, that we have been in service to across all our lifetimes, including um, the many indigenous shamanic traditions across uh, this planet's history that have been training us in the deep um, shamanic earth, earthly art forms of how to communicate with our higher self. So in that journey of these these seven you know, absolutely beautiful divine feminine figures, what we're all being prepared for is the understanding that in ancient times, the highest initiations that would happen would happen directly with the angels of God. And we actually see this in the Bible. We actually have records of this where the great prophets are uh, in, when, they're, when they receive their greatest commissions, when they receive their highest training, it's through direct mystical experiences with the orders of angels um, of Sophia God. And so what we're being presented with as the, the final divine feminine Christ figure at, in this book, are the highest order of seraphim um, that the Holy Mother has, has created for us to receive an understanding of who we are as sovereign creatures birthers. And she asked me to call these beings the Sophia dragons. And so this is some of the most controversial material in the book because for many people, they they wonder, oh, is that a reptilian energy? I don't I don't want to be associated with anything like that. It's 
scary to me, and I completely understand where people are coming from with that. But I also know that I've been speaking to these dragons for most of my life. And they are the most pure, holy, gentle, powerful beings. They are so unlimited, so joyful. They are literally embodiments of the Holy Spirit. And when we look at the original names, when you go back through um, the different Hebrew names and mystical Kapalism for the seraphim, it talks about these holy, fiery creatures of God. And when I was in seclusion and in meditation for years with the Sophia Code cosmology, it was just like I had absolutely no problem knowing that this was what Sophia was revealing to me, that these holy angelic beings were master teachers on sovereignty. And that actually it was going to take these unlimited, this unlimited magic, this dragon magic, this angelic dragon magic, to initiate our human DNA to come back into alignment with the truth of our absolute sovereign divinity. If you look at what's here to overcome here on this planet, it's going to take a dragon-sized amount of energy and confidence and power and holy love Mm. and magic to be able to birth beyond the mess that we have going on here. So um, I take so much refuge in these angelic beings that bring so much protection and um, peace to my life every day. So it's an honor for me to be able to reintroduce the Sophia dragons to humanity because we haven't we haven't outright spoken about them in, in thousands and thousands of years. And in other golden ages, we talk about this in their chapter 13, they would appear to the highest initiates on the planet to directly initiate them. But human initiates usually would have to go through a lifetime of initiations from their master teachers to be able to withstand the presence of these angels in a conscious state of awareness. So what the Sophia Code blueprint of initiations is offering humanity is in a completely new mystery school approach where a lot of the really hard work has been done for you within the codex. It's radiating out for you. Your higher self can be immediately initiated in as you do these initiations. And so because the ages, the golden ages of the past, where we would spend an entire lifetime in mystery schools uh, to even receive any of these initiations, we don't have time for that right now. The crises are too much. We have too much to create. It is a pivotal moment in history. So the reason why this Divine Feminine Christ Codex is a living transmission and why this is being called the next golden age of miracles is because this codex is literally a miracle. It's offering the miraculous energy that so much of the hard work has actually been done for us. And all we need to now do is step into this container and be willing to receive this much help, this much blessings, and this much available support from across the cosmos for our very heroic human journey and divine feminine and divine masculine Christ embodiment and leadership for this this global movement. Oh, well, I know that we are all ready and waiting for that. It is time. We have forgotten the Divine Mother and we've forgotten the dragons. It's so wonderful to have this back again. Is there an initiation for us in an, a living transmission? Can you um, bring forth a mentor, one of these mentors for us? 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, could you just give me an idea of, of should we do like a five minute or ten minute or where are we at? I just want to be respectful of your container. Oh my goodness. I know that 10 minutes would just be so enjoyable and precious for everyone. Okay, great. So if we could all take a deep breath. And just exhale. But the waiting is over. The Holy Mother, Sophia, she has never left us. And she goes by any name that feels comfortable and safe for you. But for the purposes of this transmission, we are calling her Sophia. Divine Mother Creatrix of all life. And we we also speak into that one source light as the Divine Father as well. So Holy Mother, Holy Father, Sophia Source, thank you for this. Incredible opportunity to gather as a global community of light workers in service to your holy light, to the sovereign divinity of humanity. Holy Mother, Holy Father God, we're so grateful for the truth that is being revealed here in your sacred text about the divine genome, the living covenant of the Sophia Code that you gave to all in equal measure. We have all been created equal in your eyes. We have all been made in your image and likeness and could not be have made anything less in our soul's light. Thank you that every single person on this call is a key code of your divine genome and that we all have come here with a very special and important role to play in this divine feminine Christ movement. Holy Mother Sophia Soros, I welcome the Holy Spirit of your light to send now your Shekinah light the dove of peace, the peace that passes all understanding to every single listener on this call and to all of their loved ones, welcoming us into a sanctuary, a temple space where we can all receive the blessings that you have prepared for our body, hearts, and minds today. And for those of you that may not feel as though you are worthy of this holy light, we welcome you as you are. We hold this vibration for you, <clears throat> knowing that it's all for you. Life is for you. The Holy Spirit is for you. It is you. And we welcome you home now. With all of your feelings and all of your ideas that you may not feel like you're worthy, our arms are wide open. And as close as you want to come, Come on in to the Temple of Sophia. And at this time, I I welcome these Divine Feminine Christ figures to create a circle of light around us. I welcome the winged one, Kikad one, Isis, her incredible wings, to begin to sweep through every one of us, releasing our old ideas about what it means to be human. If we have a belief that being human means that it's being less than divine, or that somehow our humanity has fallen, or that to be human means that we won't be able to reach our greatest potential in this lifetime, Isis, we welcome the blessings of your wings to support our own higher selves, releasing us of those 
belief systems or traumas or sadnesses or griefs or angers today. Knowing that today is a new day, knowing that today we have received the good news that each of us are here to embody divine feminine, divine feminine Christ consciousness, which means we are worthy of the highest blessing, daughters and sons of the Most High, that our human bodies are temples for the Holy Spirit that has been given to each of us in equal measure as each of our higher selves, holograms of the one Sophia source. It's so simple. Thank you for making it so clear for us, Isis. In the presence of your mentorship, we allow our hearts and our minds to be lifted up in in resonance, in the vibrational resonance of our true divine royal nature, our true divine inheritance. We could not earn this unconditional gift that was given to us. Our sovereign divinity was ours from the beginning, and it remains with us regardless of all outer circumstances. And so at this time, I call forth Hathor, key code two, the Sophia code, she of a thousand voices, so that her mighty songs of Sophia will now be sung across all of our electrons, across all of our lifetimes, across the, the sacred halls of our DNA, accelerating the orbit of each of our electrons, all of the billions of electrons within our body, to begin to open and become available to the bridge of light that Hathor and the Hathor Star Nation are singing across from the Sophia Code divine genome within each of us so that we may feel this divine genome, perhaps for some of us for the first time, coming online, awakening to become activated as the operating system of your human awareness and of your human body, of your emotional body, of your mental body, of your spiritual causal body. Singing those bridges of light, key code to divine qualities from the Sophia Code of Engineering within you to your carbon-based DNA. And you don't have to understand how it's happening for you to get and receive the blessing. You can just keep letting go. What if it was that easy? What if the age of miracles could be that blessed for you? And as the songs of Hathor ring out, it joins the bells of sovereignty ringing from the crystalline chromosomes within you. And we welcome the, the Christ light of your higher self beginning to download as a waterfall of light through your crown chakra and flowing as a waterfall of light <clears throat> down the back of your head, filling your ear chakras and your throat chakras, flowing all the way down. into your heart chakra, your solar plexus, the sacral chakra, your root chakra, all the way down your legs. Perhaps you may feel your spine lighting up and your kundalini channels awakening and clearing, being nourished by the mother's milk, the holy presence of your your own Holy Spirit, reclaiming all of the spaces and places within your human body that have been abandoned through fear or anxiety to the very powerful presence of Hathor's mentorship in this moment. We now command this quantum space within you. Whatever is ready to receive, that is safe to receive now, 
and be anchored on all four levels of your being, including what's in the motherboard of the Sophia Code within you. So do and I welcome in Green Tara, key code three of the Sophia Code. Om Tare Tutare Tori Soha. Om Tare Tutare Tori Soha. Om Tare Tutare Tori Soha. And as she steps forward, you may see this beautiful emerald green energy that she's emanating. This incredible, life-giving emerald green transmission supporting you to receive this healing empowerment that whatever your whatever attachments that you're ready to release that you may have to suffer, whether it's a conscious attachment to suffering or an unconscious attachment to suffering, there is absolutely no judgment here in the presence of Tara. There's simply the divine feminine Christ invitation that you can surrender beyond your understanding these attachments today here in this sanctuary space. And it may begin to feel as though old scales or maybe cords or maybe even uh, certain weapons, spiritual weapons that you've used against yourself or others seem to just fall away or dissolve in the presence of green taras, all-consuming emerald green light. And as a reminder, what's happening with Green Tara's presence is that she's empowering your human awareness to allow, surrender, and invite more and more of your own higher self-consciousness to become awakened and anchored and integrated within your human body now. Further, <clears throat> Green Tara is activating those holy divine qualities of that we call Key Code 3, all of the divine qualities of Key Code 3, she's doing an introductory activation for those initiates that are supporting on this call, even deeper initiations for those Key Code 3 qualities, those holy divine qualities that are your true nature to now begin operating your human awareness and your human body in ever-increasing measure. So you may feel that bridge of light from the Sophia Code Divine Genome um, bridging over to those carbon-based molecules that make up that make up your biological DNA, sending those emerald rays of healing light and empowerment. And as you do, you may begin to feel every cell in your body vibrating with a new musculature confidence of how holy and pure you are, how innocent you are, regardless of anything that you've done or suffered. For this is the good news that Green Tara reminds us of in her holy presence. And at this time, I'm so, so honored and privileged and grateful to welcome the one known as Mother Mary. She is a thousand roses and her beautiful open arms. And today, Mother Mary is um, welcoming us in her. She has many different forms uh, that she likes to present herself in. And today, she's presenting her miraculous Mary form. So Ave Maria, welcoming in Mother Mary with her open arms and her hands are beaming out the beautiful light, that healing light, her compassionate, powerful, authentic love that she has for you. And she's bringing this, these very healing hands to your heart and to your mind so that you may be initiated in 2017 if you would like to mentor with Mother Mary this year 
to to be mentored by her and how to be an excellent mother and father to yourself. Consciousness, and that's that's what we are on a journey of, is becoming more and more awake to your own holy higher self-consciousness that is available to interface with your human awareness. That consciousness takes time to get to know. There's a lot of different aspects of our consciousness within us that may need to know that it, that you're safe to trust your higher self. So there may be different, literally, like people within you, such as your inner child or uh, different wounded parts of yourself that need to be reparented, that need to receive your own love, the love that you may never have received from your mother or father or your caretakers. But further, no matter how loved you were by your parents, they could never love you exactly the way you needed to be loved for yourself. And so Mother Mary's beautiful transmission that, that she's offering to us, is she's here to mentor you in 2017 by how to be a very generous and loving and kind and available parent to yourself, to hold your own heart, to speak kindly to yourself. And through that self-parenting, cultivating a very healthy confidence for how to take those next steps for fulfilling your divine purpose and your role in the divine feminine movement. And as she does this, um, this healing transmission, Mary Magdalene is approaching as well because they love to work together in their initiations as they did in their life on earth. And as Mary Magdalene approaches, you may hear the the twinkling of her beautiful gold jewelry or hear the rustling of her beautiful dress. And you may see how beautiful and tall she stands. She's truly this angelic being with this diamond white light that radiates from every every particle of her presence. And she's anointing you with rose oil and she's also anointing your feet with frankincense. And she's bringing healing old oils to our shoulders. You may feel her hands uh, warmly press upon your shoulders or maybe bring out a warm touch to the, to the back of your heart. And what Mary Magdalene is assuring us of is that it's safe for you to be an angel on earth. And she teaches us about this in her initiation in the Sophia Code. And she is helping your higher self to lift any burdens that you're ready to lift off your shoulders today. If you're feeling helpless or overwhelmed or as though you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders today, that's not your weight to carry. So she's helping you lift this weight off your shoulders. And she's joined by Jesus as well because they love to work together as a team along with Mother Mary. And you may just watch that bear witness to that weight just rising up into the source light and dissolving, and as it dissolves, may you receive the thousands of rose petals that are showering over you. I'm seeing white rose petals and pink rose petals, pale orange rose petals, and you may smell the scent of rose oil. I welcome you to deeply breathe in that rose oil anointing that you're receiving from Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene and Jesus. And at this time, Jesus and Mary Magdalene are bringing their hands together to your heart. Jesus is bringing this beautiful Pleiadian blue energy 
and he's imparting it like a star of light from his hands to your heart. So your the the veins, the blood in your body might begin to feel as though it's coursing with crystalline starlight. And he's reminding each of us that although we are here in service to humanity, although we are here in service to the planet, to always remember that our true origin is from the stars, and even beyond that, our true origin is the light. It's the source. It's it's Sophia, or God, or whatever you call that energy. And that to remember that it is not for us to... To embrace this energy, this Christ consciousness, by looking out upon the world and hoping it will change so that we can feel this Christ light within us. But it is by allowing ourselves to be with the starlight that we are, this beautiful consciousness, the source energy that we are, to be it for ourselves and to allow that, just as stars, star nurseries birth new universes into form, new planets, the stardust within us is here to give birth. The star nurseries nurseries within us are here to give birth to this new reality. And that's where Mary Magdalene is really joining in with this, you know, this divine masculine and divine feminine Christ joint blessing. All of that diamond white light, all of that angelic light that's pouring through Mary Magdalene like mother's milk to nurture the star nursery transmission that Jesus is offering us. What a pair! And what I'm hearing from them is that this is also a blessing for in 2017 for you to feel safe in not only hearing your intuition and your intuitive guidance of your higher self, because that's step one is to hear and to feel and to acknowledge that your higher self is actually speaking to you in every moment, regardless of what you think or feel about it. That's actually the truth. So the first step is the reconciliation with that. And then the second part of this blessing is that it's safe to take divinely guided action one step at a time. The divine feminine receptivity, I listen to the spontaneous wisdom arising about what my next steps are, the divine masculine uh, consciousness saying, and I'm willing to take the divinely guided action steps to fulfill what I'm being asked to create in birth. And coming down... uh, to bless us even more deeply and to help us integrate is Kuan Yin and her beautiful vase of compassion. And she is she's offering us a baptism. She's pouring from her vase of compassion um, these waters, these living waters of Karuna compassion. And she's inviting us in 2017 to receive her mentoring us and how to be very intimately engaged with every part of our consciousness in 2017. How to welcome all of the people home inside of us to love. Not the parts, not just the parts that we like about ourselves, but especially the parts within ourselves that that just seem so unlovable or unruly or difficult or sad or angry. She's blessing us with our holy waters to know that every single part of ourselves is welcome here in this divine feminine embodiment. 
and that actually there is medicine and messages from every part of our anger or sadness. All the, all the parts of our frustration and overwhelm that come from, from being a part of a movement, there's medicine here for us. And so her holy waters are blessing our eyes, blessing our tongues, blessing our hearts, blessing our hands, to be very sweet and gentle and soft and allowing and curious about how we can listen to our innocence, how we can honor what our feelings are really saying, the medicine and messages behind our feelings every moment, every day in 2017. And she's reminding us as she touches our hearts and whispers into our ears that our greatest service to, to humanity and to this world starts with the service to our own hearts how much we show up in compassion to ourselves. And she's feeling her blessing with this beautiful pink lotus transmission that she is opening our heart chakras with. And as she does, let's receive another download of our higher self flowing through. Filling those spaces within us that may have been resistant to our own love in the past. What if it was easier to remember that the default is to love ourselves first in 2017 instead of judging ourselves? And White Buffalo Woman is coming forward with many medicine bundles along with the White Buffalo Star Nation. And you may feel yourself sit up a little bit taller in the presence of White Buffalo Woman because her presence feels like the smell of lightning. She represents, in the Sophia Code Cosmology, one of her Sophia embodiment name titles is She of a Thousand White Clouds and Thunder Beings. She represents the lightning of illumination, the, how fast a prayer can be answered, how fast a miracle can occur. And in her presence, you may feel soft rain coming over your face and the smell of springtime and even the rumble, the rumbling sound or a flash of lightning. And what she's transmitting to us in this empowerment is how deeply we can resource our direct relationship with the earth in 2017 to understand how the elements deeply want to work together with us in commanding these miracles for a new world to be birthed. How important it is to work with the rhythms and cycles of the natural world in our consciousness so that we can understand if we're pressuring ourselves too much or if we're stagnating too much. We can resource our relationship with the Mother Earth to be grounded in our divine feminine embodiment to literally be the ground that lightning of illumination and wisdom can strike through and that we can transmit that wisdom, that lightning revelation that wants to come through from the Holy Mother for humanity, we can be the very ground. We can stand as buffalo upon the earth. We can, we can ground this Christ consciousness. We can do it. It might be a very high consciousness, to be able to live in within every day, but each of us can do it one step at a time and one day at a time. So giving thanks to her beautiful transmission, and I see her 
blessing everybody on this call through her sacred Chanupa, the peace pipe. And finally, I'm welcoming, welcoming that those holy high seraphim angelic, the angelic presence of the Sophia dragon. Their beautiful iridescent white scales shimmering. You may hear their scales singing the praises of God over and over and over again. You may hear the whirl of all of their wings. And in this moment, each of us are being blessed. They, when they breathe what's called the breath of life, that, that Holy Spirit breath of life, what descends over us is this crystalline stardust. And so each of us are receiving that crystalline stardust transmission of what it feels like to truly integrate Sophia Christ consciousness within a human form. And for those of you who are new to Sophia Code and putting forth the intention in the prayer that this particular blessing is preparing your consciousness to receive the golden dragon light body as you walk through the initiations of this codex. But there is a perfect divine order and timing for each of us to receive that technology from our higher selves. And what I'm hearing from the High Council is, is as we come to a close of this, this, this blessing way ceremony for all of our listeners today, all of our, and all of those initiates supporting this transmission becoming even more available and, 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 and clearly seen for what it is as a divine feminine Christ movement on a global scale. <clears throat> we welcome that the fullness of the Sophia Dragon tribe's, um, blessing and empowerment over every single person who this call will connect as the one body of Sophia Christ. We bless your hearts. We bless your bodies. We bless your feelings. We bless all that is near and dear to you. We bless all your prayers and your dreams. We we bless your divine purpose and we bless the, <clears throat> the role that you came here to play as a divine feminine or divine masculine Christ embodiment. We bless your children. We bless your children's children. We bless your ancestors. We bless your businesses. We bless your churches. We bless your ministries. We bless the lands that you live on. We bless your homes. We bless your vehicles. We bless the food that you will eat for the rest of your life. We bless all of your lifetimes that seek to come into that zero-point stillness of your self-mastery in this lifetime. We bless your prayers for that full-bodied ascension journey um, in this human lifetime. We we bless your prayer to step on that accelerated pathway of walking the way and becoming an initiate um, and mentoring with the Ascended Masters, whether it's in this curriculum or others. Like, whatever your deepest prayer is for how you came here to make a contribution and also live in your greatest happiness, both in 2017 for the rest of your life, we bless it. We thank you for your heroic human journey, for your willingness to, to be here with us in this deep, deep communion within the sacred heart of the Holy Mother's consciousness for the benefit and liberation of all beings. We bless you. We thank you. And we now feel these empowerments in the light and fire of the one Holy Spirit that we are now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.
so incredibly beautiful. Thank you. This, I know we are in a space where we feel empowered and yet so connected. The presence of these Ascended Master Mentors is really palpable, feeling each one of them separately, uh, personally, Mary, Mary Magdalene and Jesus. That was very, very comforting to me. So thank you for that. Well, I am so pleased that we are here and ready to commune again with the the source Sophia and this pure light that is here and these great masters who are assisting us. So our listeners, for those who want to do this work and mentor with these Ascended Masters, you have your program and it's available in our special offer. And you talked a little bit about that. So thank you for that. So you have the Foundations curriculum and this was the courses that you taught throughout 2017. So share with us a little bit about how one can work with these. This is quite a beautiful program. Oh, thank you, Lauren. Yes, the the Sophia Code Foundational Curriculum is really the first step in integrating the Sophia Code as a sacred text into your life. And it's a journey throughout each of the chapters of the book where we do two classes per chapter for almost all the chapters. And in each class, what we're diving into is how to take these incredibly beautiful divine feminine Christ teachings and how to deeply apply them to our our daily human life. The, the, the reality is, is that our spirituality needs to be applicable to our very heroic human experience. It's when our, our spirituality needs to be relevant to when the rubber hits the road in those really challenging moments that we have. Uh, every day, whether it's in traffic or with our partners or, ch- or our children or in our businesses or career, things come up and there's nothing wrong with that. These are part of our the, our growing edges in, in such an accelerated time. So what the, Sophie, what the Sophia Code Foundational Curriculum offers is how do we take these incredibly high frequency teachings and really apply them to our to our daily life and to honoring ourselves through self-care, self-love, and which then will naturally overflow into into the lives of our loved ones. Beautiful. Okay, so this is quite extensive. It's 30 recorded calls and video classes. So how can how often in this home study style course can people move through each class? Um, is it like a weekly? Uh, do you recommend like a week to integrate? Or can we pretty much move at our own pace? Well, as always, the Sophia Code attracts um, spiritual uh, students and masters. Really, we're all masters, right? Of, of, of varying levels of um, of activation and awakening. So whether you're coming to it from an accelerated advanced position or you're just fresh and new to your spiritual journey, this is such a multi-dimensional container that it will meet you where you're at and always take you higher. So if you feel as though that you, you can do <clears throat> one of the classes and 
<clears throat> excuse me, and then move on to the next class within several days, by all means, you are welcome to do that. I do recommend about anywhere between three to seven days integration between classes because these classes are very, very powerful. Each class is about two hours long and offers healing work. It's a living transmission coming from the Ascended Masters through me um, my, to the transmission of my higher self. And it, it radically alters and activates um, people who listen to it on all four levels of their being, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So there is an integration cycle that happens with every time you get activated by another recording from the Sophia Code. Um, and with that said, it's such um, one of the best ways to to integrate this work is to really witness and notice the, both the subtle and, and large changes that are happening throughout the course of your journey work. So if you notice that, well, you've been doing, maybe you've done six classes and you've noticed, wow, there's some significant changes happening in my life. Maybe take a little step back and just and just pace yourself with doing a class per week. If you're really um, ready to accelerate some changes, maybe you listen to several classes in a row, maybe only three days apart. Um, and you just want, part of the Sophia Code journey is awakening to the master within you to learn how to track your own developmental process which will naturally happen and awaken within you um, in ever-increasing measure as you dive into the codex. So it's, um, it's, it's a course for the master to awaken within you, or if you feel like you've already stepped into your self-mastery for you to go even deeper and clearer in becoming that, the, the full embodiment of your higher self-consciousness. So um, I do recommend for those who are just starting out in this work to, to pace themselves by the week, and if you feel as though you've, you've got this, a couple days of integration is, is amazing, and you can keep on going. Um, we've had people write in from all over the world that going on this journey in 2017 completely changed their lives in every aspect of their life, and, and that is what this container of consciousness is designed to do, is to really light that Holy Spirit fire under our butts to, to really get going. And, um, and really create those changes and allow and surrender to the support and care that's here for us from the Ascended Masters to step into that much, that much change and to make such big quantum leaps. So it's, it's in a very exciting program and it should be approached mindfully, knowing that as you are being mindful with it, you are awakening the Master within you. So beautiful. And now more than ever, we are so ready to do that. I hear from so many people who really want to step up their game, step into their role. So thank you so much for offering us a practical program that we can truly use with the Ascended Masters in this physical reality to transform our lives. It really is beautiful. So thank you for that. And, of course, that is on our special offer page as well. And you do include a discount to the next curriculum for 2018. So thank you for that as well. And one of the things 
that we're looking forward to is an experiential video live stream broadcast with you. And that's coming up uh, on an online healing retreat. And this is really a two-hour session to really be bathed in these living transmissions. Can you share with us a little bit about what we'll experience on this retreat? I would love to. Thank you, Lorraine. Um, Well, this coming up year, I started receiving messages from USA Masters two months ago about uh, what's coming in 2018. And the word that is repeated over and over again is leadership. And how are we going to embody our leadership, whether you're embodying leadership and being a way shower in your immediate circles, families, friends, community, or really stepping into being seen in a bigger way in 2018, we're all being called forward. Uh, leadership from a, from a source perspective is, is really about embodying your higher self and allowing your higher self to move and breathe through you in every way to the best of your human ability. And so what we're going to be exploring in this live video healing session is um, we're going we're gonna to clear out all of, the, all of the debris and kind of the, the we've all been healing up and empowering ourselves at such an accelerated rate in 2017. So we're all going to take a big collective deep breath and allow the Ascended Masters to just baptize us and refresh us from all of the the incredible learning uh, challenges that we've gone through in 2017. And then we're going to receive an amazing upgrade um, on all four levels of our being to prepare us for what's coming, which, you know, what they've asked for me to teach about in 2018 is divine feminine Christ leadership, how to lead and be a way shower by embodying this divine feminine Christ consciousness, um, which is a radical form of consciousness. It's, um, it's, it's a very, um, sophisticated practice in how to embody and, and what my program is called for next year is the elegant equation of divine feminine Christ leadership. So we'll be receiving some downloads about those elegant equations in our upcoming video series, healing session, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yes, beautiful. We are really looking forward to that. It's really cool to be able to do it on video as well. Uh, we can see all of the others who share their video. That's not a requirement, but it is such a very um, unique, sacred space and so special when we can see each other's faces. So we are looking forward to that. Okay, so thank you so much, really, Kyra. Uh, you are a beautiful pioneer, um, such beautiful feminine energies of all the archetypes around you and we truly honor and thank you for your work oh thank you Lauren. it's really my great joy and pleasure to be here in service to your beautiful community thank you for the opportunity to present this work and there's some questions there's one question that i want to get to that i think will help others and it has to do with working with mentors. So we have Mary Jean from Chicago, and she is working with your program. And she says she's got a a question with choosing a mentor. Initially, she was drawn to Mary Magdalene. um, But then after she read the story and um, learned about that, she 
doesn't believe that Magdalena is her mentor after all. So do you have any advice for someone uh, in choosing to work with mentors? Yeah, it's so great. Thank you so much for your question, Mary. So what happens with this codex is very organic, and you can choose to work with one mentor at a time and focus you can you can work with the book but then choose to have one one of the divine feminine mentors as your point person for working with the whole council so um how this how i understood what was happening for me um eventually i, I all of the pieces of my life came together to understand the bigger picture and what happened what was happening for me in my early 20s was that each of these divine feminine ascended masters would come to me for certain periods of my life, whether it was for a couple years or a couple months. And what I found was that I was in training with that particular master for that particular time. And then what would happen is she would say, okay, I'm still mentoring you, but now you're ready to be mentored um, more directly by, say, Green Tara. So um, it's, and so what happened was because I spent so much time with each of them individually, just focus, focusing on each of them individually, what happened is that over time, I eventually found a way to to understand that I was being mentored by all of them, really. And that, um, but my spending more time with each of them one-on-one uh, for certain periods of time helped me understand how I could have a more multidimensional and very present relationship with all of them. One of the ways that I tracked this was that I would build altars where I could talk to each of them individually. So at first, my altar building practice just started with kind of putting everything that I was working with on one altar. But then I realized that it wasn't necessarily serving my consciousness as far as like how much I needed to understand who each of these beings were individually. So what I did is I started building, I have a Mother Mary altar, I have a Mary Magdalene altar, I have a Green Tara altar. In truth, I've been building um, altars to each of the individual tea coats for years, and in that process, I've really gotten to know each of them individually so that I can recognize when, oh, it's time for me to work with Hathor on this issue, or, oh, it's time for me to call upon Isis to help me with this part of my business, or, wow, I really need to be comforted by Mother Mary. I'm going to go work at my Mother Mary altar. So as we talk about in the mentor program, we don't build altars to worship these beings. We're building altars as doorways for them to mentor us all day long. So what it's saying is when we build an altar, it's saying, hey, I'm available to be mentored by you. So Otto would suggest, um, Mary, if it's really unclear for you about which mentor um, that you feel uh, most inclined to work with at this time, I would say, this might sound superficial, but it's really not. Um, there's a reason, and they talk about this in Chapter 4, where the key codes say, don't be afraid to be drawn to our beauty or the way that we the, or, the, the ornamentation of how we adorn ourselves because each of those symbols draws you to the teachings that all of that beauty and ornamentation represent. So if you look at an Egyptian statue of Isis or Hathor and you just 
immediately drawn to the beauty of it. And it, there's a cellular resonance to that beauty. Or say you look at pictures of Tara and you don't know anything about her, but there's something just really that inspires you about her beauty or the symbolisms of what she wears. Just even start there and let yourself explore what it would feel like to be drawn to different altar pieces and build an altar to the mentor that just creatively inspires you. It doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all of um, there's no right or wrong. (laughs) So as you feel creatively, you can even just ask your inner child, who do you delight in when you think about any of these masters and you don't you don't have to know much about them to start exploring online um both on all both both through the book and, and other people's resources of um just the imagery the iconography the energies of how you want to create an altar or a sacred space where you get to drop into meditation and really learn more about that mentor uh through your direct experience with them so Eventually, mm-hmm. as one mentor or even two mentors become really established relationships, your heart starts to eventually open up to directly mentoring with other, with any of the other mentors. And again, there's no right or wrong, and there's no, there's no right or wrong way to go about this mentorship program. It has to work for you. So for many years, I like I, the energy was so big around me as far as like how do I handle this many beings talking to me all at once? I had to make a decision. Okay, let's focus on this relationship for a couple months or a year. Okay, now I feel confident enough in this relationship that I can let in this new relationship. Um, now I just allow them to happen all simultaneously. But that took a lot of practice. So I just want everybody to know like take the take your time and pace yourself. This this is a mystery school that you could spend the rest of your life going deeper and deeper with. And we will because there's 13 more books coming for this codex. There's 13 more books of initiation. Um, there's more divine feminine Christ figures that will be revealed as part of this cosmology. So enjoy the journey. There's nowhere to get to. Oh, there's nowhere to get to and the waiting is over. Great. Beautiful. I love that, Kaya. Thank you so much for explaining that. And I want to clarify a little bit more, too. Uh, Again, we'll go back to Mary Jean. When she was talking about um, Mary Magdalene, speaking about her mentees being those who are drawn to certain things like advocacy and public speaking or oracular teaching, asserting personal power as spiritual leaders, Mary Jean is unsure or shy, and she's wondering now if she's too old to fulfill any such public mission. Can you speak to this a little? Oh, Lauren, thank you so much for clarifying that question. I just want to say to all of our listeners who are, you know, perhaps quietly wondering the same thing along with Mary Jean, I just want to say, first of all, how much we love you and how grateful we are for all of our wise women, all of our elders on this call who have literally been helping to anchor Christ consciousness 
um, in any way that you have for as long as you have here on earth, preparing the way for each of us uh, to come in when we were going to come in. And I just want to say that your wisdom, your love, your nurturance, your life experience is more than enough for this divine feminine movement and it is really, really needed. I just want to say that over this past year, it has been incredible to me how many women between the ages of 60 and even like 75 that Sophia has been sending to me who are brilliant women, who are healthy women, Mm -hmm. vital women, who are feeling their DNA awakening and who want to be an enormous part, a very vital part of this divine feminine Christ movement as as mm-hmm. spokeswomen, as healers, as grandmothers, as mothers of this movement. I just want you to know, Mary Jean, and to everyone else who might feel the same way, you are needed more than ever. And if that scares the crap out of you, don't worry. We're all scared. Mm-hmm. We're all being we're all being yeah. called to to speak our truth and to be vulnerable and to say mm-hmm. things and to create things that, that very often we don't understand what we're doing. We're just showing up every day to do it anyways. Shaking in our boots. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young mm-hmm. you are. We're all here to be a part of a spiritual revolution and there's a lot of feelings that can come up. Feelings of unworthiness, feelings of unpreparedness, feelings of um, it just, I'm not ready. But the truth is, the great news about divine feminine leadership is that you don't have to remember anything. You don't have to keep all a bunch of facts straight. You don't have to regurgitate teachings because the heart of divine feminine leadership is your embodiment. The heart of divine feminine leadership is that you are here to share the love and wisdom and your life experience that is always spontaneously arising in the moment. You don't have to keep it straight. You already have it inside of you, the love and the light within you, the wisdom of all that you have walked through, the pearls that that are adorning your crown, uh, the wisdom of your life, the wisdom of your intuition. It's already naturally within you. That's the scariest part about this movement is that you're already more than enough and you're already so needed. So it's um, it's really mm-hmm. about sharing who we already are, the love and light that we already are, knowing that our direct relationship with our higher self, our direct communion with Sophia God, is all we need to resource the answers, the wisdom, and what we're here to share as divine feminine leaders and teachers. It's really that simple. And it takes yeah. most people a couple of years to dismantle mm-hmm. all these ideas that it has to be something more than that. It really doesn't. It really just has to be us showing up and speaking from our heart. Yes, we can get trainings. Yes, we can We can always cultivate and prepare. But I'll tell you what, I can prepare all week for one of my classes for the mentor program, and I can show up to that microphone, and then all of it is no longer needed because Sophia God has a better idea about what is supposed to happen in class that day. And that's that's straight up divine leadership. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's like we can be as prepared as we want, but when the training wheels come on, come off, the rubber hits the road. It's just you and your higher self and God and a message that wants to come through you. 
And the prayer is, may I be that empty, available space for that much light to come through me and reach the hearts and minds of those who want to receive this, this message. So it's really about loving yeah, ourselves to get out of our own way so that we can show up. And, and this is the same message for everybody. I have women who are in their late 20s and 30s, and they're asking me the same question, Mary Jean. So just know that you're not alone. We're all um, being really, really brave to show up to what we're here to do spontaneously in every moment through presence, love, and prayer. Yes, absolutely. Now more than ever, when we see what's going on and the divisiveness between people, and we will not get caught up in that, we will go into this space, into the heart, to allow for this communion, and we will be provided for, we will be inspired because of that connection. And this, as you said, is really how we birth new earth. So quite fascinating. I really honor you, Kaya, for fully being on the mission of this divine feminine movement in such a radical new way. And I can see this empowerment as we truly uphold it and embody this how our world will change indeed. Isn't that amazing? What do you see then in this world after all that you've gone through? We know this is your mission, but what do you see? What do I see for the future? Yes, what do you see this looking like with with this embodiment of the divine feminine? I mean, when we are all sovereign then, we're making choices based on this inner knowingness, this connection. And that mm-hmm. is a beautiful world. Yes, so that goes back to this beautiful lucid dream that I, I haven't written about in the Sophia Code yet, but I will in the future codexes. So... I had this lucid dream where Sophia and my higher self uh, had me look down at my heart in the dream. And when I looked down at my heart, my heart was made of honeycomb. And it was dripping with this golden honey. And there was like hundreds of bees that were working on the honeycomb. And and there was the queen bee at the center of my heart. And what Sophia's voice said to me was that if everybody lived according to their higher, like embodying their higher self, Everybody would be the queen bee of their own life as well as the worker bee in everybody else's heaven on earth. So so the creation of heaven on earth, when we follow our hearts, all the, our, the, the, the reality that we birth, what happens is, is we step into a willingness to receive all of the blessings, all of the nectar of life for ourselves first. And then we also step into playing the role of how we become... Um, Dizzy bees of creating nectar for everybody else simultaneously. Everybody, if everybody plays the beautiful role that they came here to play, we all become queen bees and we all become worker bees for heaven on earth. We all fit together like a perfectly, um, like all the pieces of a puzzle. And what happens is that one body of Sophia Christ, that the, the musculature of our golden network, 
um, we begin to dance like a golden dragon of Sophia Christ consciousness upon the earth together, especially with the more that we gather in prayer, the more that we gather to be initiated together, the more that we gather to pray, the more that we connect through social media in really positive, empowering ways. Um, for example, the private Facebook forum that we have for my current curriculum, it's it's literally we're all getting to see a very, like, in-real-time version of heaven on earth. Every day people are posting pictures of altars being all over the, being built all over the world for the Sophia Code. Every day people are sharing about how the Ascended Masters are helping them completely change their lives. And every day we're witnessing all of the initiates supporting one another in their prayers and, and really, like, through a Christ consciousness witnessing space, not trying to do the inner work for each other. There's just no codependency. It's just everybody's playing their part. And miracles are already happening from that. We get to watch it every day. And so both the future that I can see, there's many there's many timelines that I track with the gifts of seeing that I've mm. been blessed with. And there's a lot of different quantum realities that can exist simultaneously on this planet. But the but my personal role as the ordained oracle for the Sophia Dragon Tribe is I my job is to focus solely on the the reality that I am responsible for birthing, and so the reality that I know as as a leader in this divine feminine Christ movement with the Sophia Code, um, the return of Sophia through this mystery school, is. I know that every single initiate that I'm working with, every single person connected to this sacred text and this codex, we are literally being woven together in this golden fabric, this golden network, where between anywhere between five to ten years down the road, we're going to be creating a truly sovereign reality beyond my understanding, beyond what I'm willing to actually say out loud. But what I see is this incredible mm-hmm network of very confident, powerful priestesses, ministers, teachers that are quite literally commanding miracles and assisting large populations of humanity to take up the mantle of Christ consciousness and free themselves of viral conditioning and learning how to live in right relationship with themselves, uh, with their families, and and in communion with the source. I can't say that I know what's going to happen to the people that refuse those teachings, because that's their business. But I can see the future of those initiates that are working with this codex, and the future is golden. And it's really exciting. And I just feel so, so, so honored um, that I get to walk um, with so much pride with every initiate in this program. It's really exciting. It's huge. It's here. Absolutely huge. And it's here. Thank you. I love that focus on the timelines that we are here to bring into reality. Absolutely. Okay, well, this has been absolutely inspiring, very high vibrational, meeting these various mentors and feeling their presence and the support that we have with them. We invite our listeners to check out your special offer. I know you mentioned some of those key codes with the teachers, but do you want to take a moment and talk about the other items in that special offer because it's a chance to work with your initiate program? 
Yeah, it's actually a really special package. I, I feel really blessed to be able to offer the fullness of this package today. So what we have is an immediate way to begin initiating yourself into this modern-day mystery school, which can happen right in your own temple home um, every day. And so we've we've got the uh, an electronic PDF version. It's, it's a non-printing version, but you can... You can look at it on screen, or you can read the entire book through the electronic PDF. We have a coupon where you can buy the, pe- the paperback version of the, uh, of the Sophia Code for $10 off, which is really exciting. And so right there, that's the heart of the movement, okay? And then what we have, the, the heart of this package, is in in the Sophia Code Sacred Text, we are given eight introductory initiations. And don't let the word introductory um, fool you. These are incredibly powerful initiations uh, given to us directly from the Ascended Masters for how to activate the divine genome within us and begin this mentoring process with each of the Ascended Master key codes. So there's eight of them, and each of them build upon each other. Now, when these initiations were written, they were written in the first person, and they were designed for initiates to read out loud so that they would be commanding these activations through the power of their own voice, which is very, very powerful teaching for this age of miracles, to understand the power of our own voice. And what what came to me as I was creating, giving birth to these initiations, the Ascended Master said, you know what, people are going to be able to do this, but there's going to be a lot of people that experience so much releasing and so much empowerment from these initiations. It's going to be really important that they hear these initiations as well through the recording of your voice speaking them. So the heart of this package is eight MP3 files where each of the recording, each of the initiations are entirely recorded in my voice with that living transmission from the Sophia Dragon Shive and Sophia radiating out from these recordings. So not only are you receiving the initiation, you're also receiving that quantum space that, that this recording is providing you. Now, does that mean you, you don't need to do the initiation yourself? I highly recommend at least reading the initiation once for yourself out loud. However, you can use these recordings to help you integrate. You can fall asleep at night listening to them. And as you do, the Ascended Masters will work on your body with your higher self, will work on your heart, will work on your emotional body. It creates a quantum healing space of empowerment. They're very, very powerful. Please don't listen to them while you're driving. They will always shift your consciousness into an altered space so that you can get in alignment with Sophia Christ consciousness at any time. No matter how upset you are, it will actually raise your vibration and your resonance. So, and then we also have um, a bonus track with um, Meet Mother Mary Meditation with music that I channeled. And then what I'm really, really excited about, because we've received such an incredible international response to for the Sophia Code 2017 curriculum, we have an amazing... Um, special offer, I, I forget what the dates are, but for the next few days, we've kept enrollment open. We were going to close it. We had such a, um, a response from initiates around the world. We are going to close the enrollment, but then we reopened it. We kept it open, um, especially for the show. So for the next few days, there is a 
rebate coupon for $144 off uh, enrolling into the Sophia Code 2017 curriculum and joining uh, all of the first wave lightworkers initiates that are um, at the forefront of this global movement. And by participating in the curriculum, you can also apply to um, come join me live at three very powerful sacred site immersives where we'll be receiving even deeper Divine Feminine Christ initiations at Mount Shasta, Sedona, Arizona, and in Malibu, California. Oh, that is so wonderful. Thank you so much for that. That special offer button is on this webpage. Really uh, very empowering, removing the viral programs that really keep us limited and away from this deep connection to ourself. Thank you so much for that. Oh, as we say goodbye, I just want to ask you quickly, you mentioned Mount Shasta, the powerful, powerful place of Mount Shasta. Many listeners have been there and witnessed that power and the experience there. And you said something earlier that we are going to realize the power of Mount Shasta more than we even know now. Do you want to elaborate on that for just a moment? Mount Shasta was the only place on earth that was high enough of a vibration for the Sophia Dragon tribe to come through for the birthing of this Divine Feminine Christ Codex. Hmm. And anybody who's initiated okay, well, will you. actually understand what that means. Her consciousness is beyond powerful for initiating humanity into its awareness of its sovereign divinity. And with that said, she is the ultimate mystery school teacher. So please approach with great respect, reverence, and an integrative pace that will work for you, for any initiates that are seeking to um, receive direct um, empowerment, healings, and initiations with her. Be very awake and aware. Her multidimensional activations are very powerful. Okay. Thank you so much for that. So beautiful. Kaya Ra, the Sophia Code. As we say goodbye, is there anything you might like to close with that we didn't get to today? I just want to say thank you, Loren, for this opportunity to present this work on your beautiful platform and all of the ways that your your beautiful community is creating so many quantum shifts here in the world. And um, I also just want to thank all of the listeners for their presence, their prayers, their support, and all of the initiatives that are attending this call too as well for for creating a clear space for new people to to truly uh, come into an awareness of what's available and ready for us now. And just and just feel so grateful for the opportunity to be here today. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you to your angel staff as well. Thank you, Kaya Ra. This has been so beautiful, quite an experience. And it feels so good to be back in the embrace of the Divine Mother. Thank you so much for being here on Quantum Conversations. Blessings to everyone. Namaste. Namaste. 
Okay, we will leave this call feeling extremely empowered and wrapped in the arms of love. And we dance our way to the cosmic heart with heart music from Peter Sterling. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. 